Hello everybody and welcome to Wrestling with Jonners. This is the wrestling podcast for wrestling fans. My name is Half Decent and today I'm here with... Heather. And Heather has been on this podcast before. This is my first time. I'm extremely excited uh, to be involved in this podcast. I listen every single week. Jonners has actually given me the privilege to talk about one of my favourite wrestling events of the year, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Every single year they pack out the Tokyo Dome and put on an amazing event that showcases all of the stuff that New Japan are known for. Um, that's what myself and Heather will be talking about today. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom and New Japan in general? Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, meeting um, Cody at the Fight Forever promotion that I went to um, with Jonas when we went out last time. Loved meeting Cody. Got to um, touch the United States Championship that he had. Right, yeah. Um, so that was a, an amazing moment. So I was really looking forward to uh, to watching him at Wrestle Kingdom. I always look forward to watching Kenny Omega. Um, Okada is another standout for me. Um, as you said, great place to showcase different styles. Um, true, true fans of technical wrestling will absolutely love this. And the good thing about New Japan as well is there's actually different um, factions. Uh, there's there's the Elite, there's the Bullet Club. Uh, there, there's so much going on that everybody actually has their own style, their own uh, their own kind of theme of how they wrestle. And if you if you've never seen any kind of New Japan before, any Wrestle Kingdom is a good way to get involved. And also, it's the first wrestling event of the year. Exactly. It's, it's always the 4th of January. It's always at the Tokyo Dome and it's always a pleasure to watch. So um, what we've decided to do, instead of breaking down every single match or um, tell you about the entire event, we thought we would give you our top five picks of what you should watch if you've not had a chance to check out Wrestle Kingdom. So, um, yeah, let's just get straight into it. At number five uh, was the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship with Tomohiro Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. Um, so we're always, always big fans of uh, this this championship. Um, love to watch British-style um, wrestling whenever we can. Um, now, in this matchup, Sabre will not only look to represent Britain by claiming the Rev Pro title, but also bring it back to the Suzuki Gun stable, of which he is a part. 40,000 people at the Tokyo Dome watching wow. this, the largest crowd for a, a British heavyweight match, which uh, which is quite incredible in itself, yeah. just to have that. So for all the UK wrestling fans, this is actually a really big moment and a big match to watch. Um, what did we see in this match? Well, it kind of started off... Um, with you know, in true kind of British wrestling wrestling style, Zack Saber Jr. working on Ishii's arm early on, and it started to tell the story really, really well. Uh, but Ishii showed us what a massive powerhouse he is, and he was constantly coming back um, at Zack, kind of giving him everything he got. So between the two of them, um, it was a great bout. I think between the two of them, I think Zack was really good at um, showing how clinical he can be. Yeah. Um, there's uh there's been rumors going around that uh, Ishii actually had a, an injured arm for a long time and it may not have recovered from that injury. Uh, so for Zach to come in and start work on that arm really early, it, it definitely showed that there was a uh, uh, that Zach had something to prove. Um, and in the press press conferences before the event, he was saying that he was going to end this match in 60 seconds. Um, everybody thought that was just ridiculous, Who's do that? ridiculous to say. Yeah. But within 60 seconds of the match, I was. I actually thought he was going to win it. I thought that was how they were going to do it. It was. It, it looked was, like that. It, it was did. so intense, and he was so clinical on the arm that 
you thought there was going to be an early submission, but it, it kind of played into a factor throughout the entire night. As you said, uh, Ishii was really pushing forward. Um, very uh, physical match between the two of them. Very physical, very physical indeed. And uh, Ishii has always had that, like, just won't stop yeah. fight to him. And uh, that definitely uh, kind of made it a really good title defense for him. Um, however, unfortunately, uh, he did lose the title um, to Zack Sabre Jr. With, a, with an excellent kind of submission at the end where Sabre oh, Jr. was... So brutal. Pulling on the arms and you could see Ishii's face. He was just... Uh, he just had to quit. He had to quit. Yeah. So um, it, it was a really good match, uh, a great one to watch, especially if you're a British wrestling fan. Um, highly recommend this match. Um, and a really big thing for Rev Pro as well. They've got um, they've got a lot of good things coming up uh, in the next year. So it's a really good good thing for them to get on Wrestle Kingdom and show what they can do with their top guys. Absolutely. Um, so moving on to number four on our top five is. Uh, you know, maybe one of my favourites. It's Kazuchika Okada versus Jay White. Now, what a ride these two guys have had over the last year. Well, Okada is one of the reasons why I really enjoy watching Wrestle Kingdom. And this is the first time in, that I can actually remember in him not being in a title match and not being in the main event. So this is actually kind of a big deal um, yeah. that Okada isn't going for a title. But it probably meant so much more. Because Absolutely. there's quite a lot of a backstory on this one. And Okada has been trying to get his hands on Jay White for a while now. Okada's long-term mentor and manager turned his back on him to go for Jay White instead and say, you know, Jay White is the future of, of New Japan and you're not. Um, it was a big yeah. deal. Absolutely. After being the kind of the guy at that level in New Japan for such a long time and to have a mentor be with you um, for, for the number of years um, that Ghetto was, you know, Okada, it was it was like losing a body part. It was like losing losing your reason. So, you know, he switched it up completely after that. He joined Chaos, he dyed his hair red, you know, but when we saw him in this matchup, he'd gone back to blonde and, and he was his kind of former, former self that you would expect to see at a big matchup like this. He definitely went back to, to his basics and yeah. who he truly was. And um, th this match was incredible. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of brought a little bit of the um, New Japan versus Bullet Club scenario that we've seen Okada in recently, yeah. kind of when he fights Omega and things like that. Jay is kind of the future of wrestling was the, the kind of theme that came here. Even um, though he's a massive heel, he's really got... He's got all of that ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, and and Okada was really the fan favorite tonight, and we've oh, often yeah. uh, we've often seen him in in kind of main events where it's been the crowd has been split and it's been a bit fifty fifty, um, and people would be cheering for Omega and then Okada or N Naito, and um, it was such a it was such a good um, it was so good to see Okada still have such a big following with the New Japan crowd. Absolutely. They love to watch him, you he, know. He's still their guy. The best uh, dropkick in the world, right? The rainmaker. The guy's got, you know, finishing moves all over the shop. He's incredible. Well, this is where this match really came out because we got to see five um, dropkicks, all quite close to, to each other. We mm -hmm. saw several tombstone power drivers as well, which are another um, great thing that Okada does excellently. Um a little bit of involvement outside of the ring as well yeah. and um, kind of fighting in the crowd and fighting um, around the announce tables. It, it was a, there was a match full of spots, but 
no Rainmaker in no this match. No Rainmaker. No Rainmaker from Okada, oh. which, which which actually kind of ended the match um, in a point where uh, he he hit a spinning Rainmaker, which was uh, very nice um, in its execution. But Jay White managed to pull it off and actually land his finisher to beat Okada in this match. And it was kind of an abrupt finish. But the way that they were going back and forth with so many near falls towards the end of the match, I did not know who was going to win. And I actually thought Okada was going to get his revenge in this match. He didn't. I, I didn't think he was. I thought that they were going to no. push Jay. No, I, I, as much as I love watching Okada, I thought, you know what, he is, he's such a great storyteller and he's such a great lifter of other talent. He's not afraid to put someone else over. He's not, and no. I definitely think that's what we saw yeah. at Wrestle Kingdom. He, he gave Jay White everything he needed to prove that Jay White is the future um, and someone to watch. So Can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, it was such a great, such a great match. I don't think this is the end of it, though. I don't no. think this is the end of their feud. Um, kind of hoping for uh, this feud to continue myself as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was a really good match. And uh, that's why we've kept it on our uh, our top five to listen. Yeah, to, who cares to... that it wasn't for a championship? It was that good anyway. Yeah, it was excellent. Um, the next one on our list, however, number three, is for the Never Openweight Championship. It was Kota Ibushi versus Will Ospreay. Uh, now, Bushi holding the championship at the moment. Um, I mean, this was um, on a card featuring matches that could end up being remembered as epic. This never open weight title could possibly steal the show. We weren't sure what to expect, but well, sorry. It, it, just starting off, this was actually the first match on the main card. So this was the opening of Wrestle Kingdom. And I, they just... They had something to prove here. Will Ospreay himself had something to prove here. And uh, Ibushi and Ospreay always had great exchanges in the past. And this is Ospreay Ospreay moving up in a division a bit so that he can move up in weight. It was a brutal match. For someone who's just coming off of a rib injury, you know, Ospreay really, you know, he really showed that, you know, he's an incredible strong style performer he came in with a little bit of nerves he came in yeah. as the underdog um it came in almost like he didn't know what to expect in a big fight kind of atmosphere um somewhere as big as the tokyo dome can, can be a little bit nerve-wracking for some of these uh wrestlers as they come up and really i just think there was a lot of moments where he just proved it wasn't going to be a problem for him moving forward he really stood out and really showed what strong style is all about and that's one of the reasons that we love watching Wrestle Kingdom so much and that this Wrestle Kingdom meant so much to them both. You know, Ibushi and Osprey have a great history. The, the, the kind of most exciting thing about this match and what gave this so much heart and passion and probably saw Will Osprey through the match, get him gaining in confidence, was the fact that he's idolised Ibushi his whole wrestling career and his whole life. He, he seeks to maybe not imitate Ibushi, but to make him proud as his hero. Well, yeah, Osprey um, said that at the age of 15, Abushi was his dream opponent. So to actually get to fight him at Wrestle Kingdom now for the Openweight Championship is just a dream come true for him. And we yeah. did see his emotion get the best he of did. him. Um, he did get a little bit more um, aggressive and there were so many near falls in this match. It, it could have just went either way. Um, but there was a definite Abushi showing the shades of Nakamura, yeah. um, who was his idol. So there was this, Two layers of, there. there was this heritage sort of 
feeling going on where they had their idols that they idolized and they wanted to fight them and and that was exactly what what this felt like again but it wasn't all uh fun and games was it no there was a moment towards the end of the match where abushi abushi's head hit the the ring post but kind of as he was on the top rope so his head went forward and he banged his head on on the post now i don't think this was planned um it was confirmed that kind of after the match that he was concussed he suffered a concussion from this um but as soon as his head hit the post you could see that it almost looked like he broke his nose and there was blood coming from his mouth it was actually quite a brutal thing to see in the opening of wrestle kingdom the first match um of the night it's not known for its bloodthirstiness you know despite what we might know about you know japanese death matches and stuff it's (laughs) not like that in wrestle kingdom usually no it was uh it was interesting to see this and uh also to see the referee actually concerned yeah um for abushi as well and uh osprey also didn't hold back um and which is why we didn't know if it was real or not because we thought okay if osprey's going for it maybe you know maybe it's a little bit of pageantry well yeah I, who knows really like it's, uh, only the two people in the ring will know, or the three people in the ring will mm. really know but everybody did look concerned there was this uh kind of sense of of worry and particularly when osprey ended by he kind of gave a forearm to the back of the head of, mm. of abushi and abushi was completely out cold and osprey still continued uh to do his finisher yeah. and and then you know the match was over will osprey now the new champion in incredible fashion he ran off that that ring so quickly and they was there was you know ibushi on a stretcher i thought to myself oh god you know osprey's just killed his hero you know well what a story it was was amazing and and that's why we want to see them we want to see them fight again they need to fight again well i think this was uh definitely what if there was any doubts that this this year's wrestle kingdom was going to be worth watching it the first match was worth it alone. Just immediately watching that first match really set the tone for the evening and made you realise that this is this is different. This is New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is Wrestle Kingdom. This is why they do what they do. And they proved that they do it amazingly in that first bout. They so. absolutely did. Finishing Move Limited. Specialising in simple, stylish and versatile items to elevate your everyday. Check out their Instagram at Finishing Move Limited and find their elevated essentials range at finishingmovelimited.com. That brings us to number two on our list. Um, See, that's only the third match. There's two more to go. Um, Number two was for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship with our boy Chris Jericho, uh, current champion versus Tetsuya Naito. Again, these guys tell a great story. A little bit of background on this. Yeah, I mean, there's been... Uh, a lot of uncertainty as to what Jericho's actually doing in wrestling, <laughs> um, I, I, I think is the best way to say it. But definitely for the last year, the last two years even, he's given wrestling fans a really interesting ride where he can be at WWE, he can be at New Japan, he can hold a title, he yeah. can go to All In, he can have his own cruise ship of wrestling, he can still be in a rock band and... He's he, got it all, right? He, he turns up to WrestleMania in a scarf. Like, he does everything <laughs> that people want to see. He does. And more. But he somehow managed to really reinvent himself in recent years and come up with this kind of a little bit more... Uh, social media driven Chris Jericho 
yeah. one of the things I really like about Jericho and Naito's feud is kind of how much back and forth they have. I like that they're using social media to taunt each other. I like that, um, you know, if you've got New Japan World, then you can you can kind of watch their taunts online. That's great fun. Um, and you kind of see a new side to Naito with it as well. Um, but the real testament for this is the fact that this was the most talked about match le- leading yeah. up to Wrestle Kingdom um, amongst wrestling fans and casual wrestling fans as well. A lot of people knew that this was going down. Yeah. A lot of people knew this was happening. This this is a testament to what Chris Jericho is currently doing for wrestling and also for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So really good to see him defend the title, even though he said he wouldn't yeah. as well. <laughs> he said he wouldn't fight. He wouldn't give him a rematch because he felt that he didn't deserve it. So there was a little bit of uh, question marks there as to why it actually happened. But they both hate each other. So they they ran at it and gave it they their all. They love each other, really. <laughs> you can tell. They do. And it's because they have fun with it. They, I think at the end of the day, when you're watching a match between the two of them, they are enjoying themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And this is an ODQ match. So this one was a lot of fun to watch as well. Well, yeah. And, and this this match actually started um, out of the ring. They, they were wrestling all around the place. And uh, Jericho was doing his antics of picking up the camera and <laughs> uh, kind of being cameraman and ring announcer at the same time. And uh, there was even a point where he rang the bell to say that the match is over. I've, I've, I've killed him. I've killed him. <laughs> uh, it's over. Um, but really, there's a lot of back and forth here, a lot of close calls. Um, a lot of times when I watch Jericho now, I do wonder if he's in a no DQ match because he doesn't have it anymore. Maybe he doesn't have the athleticism I remember from the WCW in the Attitude Era. Yeah. But then he pulls off a lion salt that, is textbook and look, look, looks incredible. So yeah. he's proving that he's still got a place in wrestling. Yeah. Part of the mystery of Jericho is that you never really know what he's doing or, or kind of why he's doing it, but you have so much fun watching him. It doesn't matter. And it, there was a lot of close counts in this match as well. And um, uh, there was even a lot of use of kendo sticks and chairs. Um, some bits where uh, Chris Jericho actually brought in loads of chairs um, from the outside of the ring. Eight um, chairs from underneath the ring it was. it was. Eight chairs. Yeah, he had five and he was like, no, that's not enough. I'll get three more. <laughs> and uh, that ended up badly for him because he ended up be, uh, being DDT'd onto a pile <laughs> of the chairs. It's his own fault. And uh, yeah, how did this match end, Heather? Well, you know, this ended with Jericho um, obviously being DDT'd onto the pile of chairs. Um, and um, Naito hit a code breaker for a near fall. And it continued on like that for a little while, um, and we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, there was quite a dramatic ending where they were going back and forth with uh, close falls, and then, and then the belt was picked up. Oh, I see. When this happened, I was just like, "What are you doing, Naito?" Naito picked up the belt, and then he hit Jericho with it, and then he threw it out of the ring. And I was like, "You don't even care about this belt that you're <laughs> fighting for. What are you doing?" But in the end, he hit his finisher and he won the match. So it was a great match, uh, definitely. Um, worthy of, of our uh, number two choice if you're going to go back and watch Wrestle Kingdom. I thought it was the second best match on the card. Excellent to see Jericho still offer something completely different, especially on a card that has so much diversity on it already. For him to come in and uh, and deliver that was great. The future of Jericho, who knows? But the fact that the title is now back uh, with Naito is going to be really interesting for his future. Absolutely. Yeah, I always love watching Naito and, um, you know, can't wait to see what he does next. But last but not least for us, the number one pick of the night had to be the main event. It was the main event. It was the IWGP Heavyweight Championship 
Kenny Omega, the champion, versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, the veteran. Now, what a match. What a story. Kenny Omega is just flawless in everything he does uh, in the ring. He is one of the best wrestlers around at the moment. Every single time he hits a move, it is perfect. It is so perfect, and it's just a joy to watch, no matter who he's facing. Tanahashi has a lot to offer and really proved that at the age of 42, he still had a reason to be in the main event. Absolutely. And that was why he was there. You know, he was there to say to Kenny and everybody else, look, I'm I'm not over the hill. I'm not irrelevant. I am as good as you are, if not better. And I'm just going to show you how. Kenny I mean, Omega's been champion for a year now. He won, he won the title yeah. last year at Wrestle Kingdom. And now Tanahashi wants to win his eighth championship. So that shows the difference in, in kind of experience there of being a champion. But Omega's journey to the title was so long that everyone felt like he should have had it a long time before. But they just went at each other the whole match. Oh, yeah, they did. They, they weren't really pulling any punches, were they? Um, and, that, and so they should um, have done. You know, um, the, the story was great. The execution of the moves was fantastic from both of them. Body slams onto the announce table, um, slamming into the edge of the ring, moonsaults off of the railings. Um, would you say more of a menacing Omega? Yeah, Omega did get to a point where it's, it seemed like he... There, there were moments where it wasn't that he just wanted to win the match. It was like he wanted to end Tanahashi's career. Um, which, which makes sense. Yeah, I think that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to really be the Terminator and yeah. and get him out of there for, for good. Um, I've won the title. You don't need to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've already got seven. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it was incredible the way he was doing it. And, um, you know, we had a lot of the, the main spots that we would usually see in some of the Omega matches, yeah. you know, a Terminator to the outside of the ring, result, which nearly resulted into a count out. Oh, that was an intense moment, wasn't it? And uh, it, it, that, that was a point there where Omega said, I can win this match now by count out, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to make sure that this match continues and there is a winner. Um, and they call him the cleaner. He wanted to finish the, finish the job, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tanahashi was building some momentum, um, particularly uh, when he pulled off a Styles Clash. Yes. Um, which was... Unexpected, but really effective. Definitely unexpected. And uh, something that as soon as he as soon as soon he positioned Omega into that move, you could hear the crowd <gasps> kind of getting behind it. Yeah. And, uh, it was It was a moment where... You know, it kind of started the last 10, 15 minutes of the match becoming almost like a highlight reel for these guys. There was an excellent spot on the outside where Tanahashi tried to do a frog splash and kind of trying to land on Omega, but Omega moved out of the way and... He landed into the table himself. Yeah, that crashed Tanahashi for a table. table was mangled, wasn't it? (laughs) I would not have wanted to be Tanahashi at that moment. Um, And then after that, Omega... Pulled off three power bombs in the center of the ring, which really showed his strength for when he when he he's not the the biggest of guys. It was like bam, bam, bam. There was no there was no breaking up in between those. Power oh, bombs. so good. Um, so but Tanahashi still kicked out. Um, and this is where it gets more and more intense. You're watching it going, oh my god, can they take any more punishment? It just kept building and building, and uh, at this point, it was the 30 minute mark of the match, and. Uh, they were just stood in the center of the ring, just throwing chops and knees and elbows at each other. And that's what we're used to for a final in the um, in the Wrestle Kingdom matches. You know, we're used to you know it being Kenny Omega going as long as possible with whoever he can 
to prove that he's the best. And Tanahashi, I mean, he didn't look destroyed. He didn't look like he'd been in a match for half an hour. Wow, he, he, they both looked... They both looked uh, they, good. They both looked like they were... It both looked like that it took their toll on them, but they weren't going to stop, that yeah. they still had it in the tank. And that's where, you know, it, it just got to the point where you didn't know what was going to happen. And I, I I, was one of the ones who assumed Omega was going to lose this match um, because of the future of him. We know he's been offered WWE contracts. Um, fantastic ones at that is the actual quote mm-hmm. going around. We've got All Elite Wrestling started, uh, which is Cody's uh, company. Will he go there? Who knows? Maybe. Will he stay in New Japan? The the outcome of this match was going to answer, hopefully, some of those questions. And at this point, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't. I I genuinely. I wanted Kenny to win. I I always want him to win, though. And there was this point towards the end of the match where Omega landed this incredible suplex off the top rope, which. Uh, I I thought that was it then. Like I thought Tanahashi was never kicking out, and yeah. um, I thought that would be the last we ever saw of him. But every time Kenny Omega tried to seal the deal with a one-winged angel, there was a counter, and uh, Tanahashi ended up winning the match with a frog splash. Incredible back and forth, uh, incredible suspense as well. They really did their best to to prove that this was the, a worthy main event. Absolutely, both stars in their own right. For different reasons, you know, it makes me feel like being a new New Japan pro wrestling fan, I want to go back and learn more about Tanahashi and see more of his matches now I've seen him with Omega. And Tanahashi now flying the flag for New Japan as well. Um, Nobody knows what's going to happen to Omega yet. Hopefully we'll find out soon. Uh, The Royal Rumble is later this month and All Elite have their first event in the next week. But yeah, that was... uh, an excellent and almost emotional end to Wrestle Kingdom. Absolutely. Very deserving of Tanahashi, though, to be the new IWGP heavyweight champion. It's uh, excellent that he's got it again. Um, Absolutely. Proven at the age of 42 that it's still worth him being around and that he's got something to offer the company and all wrestling fans as well. Absolutely. So. That's one of the great things that um, you know New Japan have always done really, really well. They will, They will put on a show that displays talent of all ages of all styles they give all wrestling the respect that it deserves and and it's one of the reasons that i really love watching it and that was the that was our roundup that was our 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 top five matches um there you go a few people may agree with us or disagree with us uh some people say why is the cody match not in your top five um what about the watch it and see watch it and see what about the six-man tags you know there's a there's so much every match was a title match apart from the okada versus jay white match so there was a lot on the line, a lot for wrestling fans to find out how 2019 would be, not just for New Japan, but for other organizations as well. Also on the lineup, Kushida. A lot of people looking at him moving to WWE as well. So the outcome of his match was was going to be an answer to that. Obviously, Cody with All Elite. The Young Bucks were on the lineup too. They're also going. So yeah, there was a reason that this was 40,000 people in the Tokyo Dome. The biggest attendance for the Tokyo Dome in 20 years as well. Um, so, fascinating event. Incredible to watch. Gripping from pretty much start to finish. There were a couple of buffer matches in there. Um, but if you want to if you want to kind of feed through it, 
out of the five hours of wrestling, I'd say that our top five is a good starting place to go. Absolutely. Um, and something else that we should probably let you all know about, um, which is really, really exciting, is that um, fans in Texas are going to be able to enjoy this um, in their hometown because um, New Japan Pro Wrestling is coming to them. Uh, but perhaps more importantly for more those importantly, of us in England, they are coming to London um, they're coming to London soon, aren't they? In August, it'll be 31st of August. Yeah, quite a few months away yet, yeah. but they, they've announced... <laughs> I can't wait. They've announced their first event in London. Um, it will be August the 31st at the Copper Box Arena, um, which is part of Olympic Village in Stratford. Um, so We'll be there. It's a great venue. Um, tickets are on sale soon. Hopefully we'll be there. Um, but very interesting to see what's going to happen now with with the entire company and who they actually have on the lineup for an international tour like that yeah the fact that they're actually doing this is a great sign for new japan Absolutely. because this shows that they understand that they now have an international brand and yeah. i think what's really good is um the fact that they put the rev pro british heavyweight championship on the line as well at wrestle kingdom shows that they are going to um continue their tradition of accepting wrestling from all around the world yeah. and and this is going to be a really good thing for wrestling fans especially british wrestling fans over the next year we've got a lot to look forward to yeah that's the point of uh john is doing this podcast as well and it's really good um that he's managed to to allow me to come on here and talk about this as well um so yeah thank you very much to Jonas. Um, thank you very much for you as well heather for your oh, it's a, my pleasure for your input and uh it's been a great great weekend kind of year of wrestling last year of 2018 but i think just wrestle kingdom alone shows that 2019 is going to be going to be a little bit better great way to kick off the year excellent way to kick off the year if you want to check out wrestling with Jonas on facebook spotify itunes please do follow like the page um if you've liked our input as well tell Jonas and uh maybe we'll be on some future ones if you didn't like our input <laughs> Then also tell Jonas. It will be really important. Also, if you disagree with our list, t tell us what you think. Yeah, maybe we got it wrong. Don't be afraid to tell us that another match was better for a certain reason. Maybe it meant more to you as well. Um, tell us what matches you liked and disliked. If you want to check myself out, um, follow at Half Decent Music on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that stuff. I am a wrestling fan, so that is why I'm on this podcast. That's it, really. Um <laughs> And uh, thank you very much again to Jonas um, for having us on. This has been it's been really good. Yes, thanks, Jonas. Make sure you follow along and get all of his weekly updates. Mm -hmm.